Hello everyone, it has been a while since I have gotten on and recorded a podcast, but I'm back. It has been months. I think the last time I recorded was like the end, the very end of 2020, but I am back and just so many things have changed in my life. I am no longer a mother of one child, but a mother of two children. I have a beautiful baby girl named Candace Simone Noel White. And she just turned a month today. And literally, I feel like time is going by so fast already. I just had her, but it doesn't seem like it's been a month. But I am feeling great. And I just wanted to come on here and... um, give some encouragement. Like it's so many things that have happened for me um within the past months year. Um God has really shown himself strong to me in my life and my family. Like he has done so many great things. Um that's why I'm always so dependent on him, especially now. Um I don't even I, I was crazy to fight God and his purpose for my life and his will for my life for so many years, knowing good and well, you know, that, you know, I belong to him and not the world. But I'm just so grateful that I finally decided to choose him like he chose me before I was even created in the womb. He thought about me and I'm just so grateful to be alive. I'm grateful to you know, be blessed to have the little bit that I do have that I don't deserve. Um, None of us deserve anything. Um, But hell, um, to be honest, uh, for, you know, our sins and just for our rebellion, um, we're only saved by grace, by the grace of God and um, our faith and believing in God and just, you know, making sure that we turn ourselves over to him. That's the only way that we can be saved. And I'm just glad that I finally decided to take God seriously as much as he takes me seriously. And I'm still, you know, fighting every day um, to just die to my flesh and my feelings um, because feelings are temporary, but God is eternal. And, you know, it's just... It's just a blessing to be in a different state of mind. Um, And not this episode, but I know soon um, because God has been dealing with me on giving my testimony. So I'm going to get really, really, really transparent about, you know, my journey and, you know, how I really just surrendered and when I surrendered fully to God and yeah so but today I want to talk about my birth experience because um my birth experience was very much so supernatural um I prayed about my birth experience this second time around and many don't know but my first birth experience was well my pregnancy was peaceful wonderful but when I got to 
up to having my child, you know, everything just wasn't the way that I expected and it didn't go the way that I expected. And, you know, for some time, I blamed it on the doctors, the nurses, but in the medical system, but that had a lot to do with it. But, you know, reflecting on it and truly just letting God deal with me about it, it was my fault. Um, and the reason why it was my fault was because, you know, the Bible says faith without works is dead. And I think a lot of people really don't understand that text and it gets taken out of content a lot. But really, it's straightforward. Faith without works is dead. So we can pray all we want and ask God for things and expect things from God. But, you know, in, within those prayers, a lot of times there's things that God requires from us in order to help him fulfill the things that we ask for in prayer. Like, he's not a genie. He's just not going to give it to us easy. You know, like, I think that's where us humans really mess up. Like, our mindset is to think that, oh, God is supposed to give us whatever we ask or think. But it has to be according to his will. And it technically has to be on his terms, not ours. Because God is, you know, his way of thinking, his, you know, the way he does things is so much beyond our understanding. So we have to realize that it's not going to be the way that we think. But we have to do it God's way. And when we do it God's way, it'll always be much better than what we ever expected it to be. So I prayed that I would have a vaginal birth. I had been seeing so many things about, you know, women um, being tricked or manipulated into having a birth that they didn't plan or they didn't want that was unnecessary. So I prayed to God that I did my research and I prayed to God that, you know, I would be able to have this baby vaginally. And I knew that I could because God created women to be able to do this. And our bodies were made for this, you know, and it's and, and more so it's a mental thing um, than a physical thing. Our bodies know exactly what to do. God created us, he created our bodies to do what it needed to do to get these babies out. Um under some circumstances, sometimes, sometimes, which is not, people make it seem like it's it's um, more so uh, normal than rare. But I believe within my heart of hearts that it's rare that most women can have their babies the way God wanted us to. It's just that most times we are either manipulated into having our babies C- via C-section or you know we do things that cause our bodies to not be able to do that. If we're if we're going to be completely honest about it. But, um, yeah, um, Candace is looking at me crazy right now. But anyway, so, um, lost my train of thought. Come back to me, come back to me. So, I had been praying about it, but like I said, faith without works is dead. I thought I was preparing, and God had told me that, yes, I'm going to have this baby vaginally. But... God can tell you something, but you have to do your part to make sure that what he tells you, his will is executed. You have to do the actions that 
you need to do to make sure that that's fulfilled. Like prophecy. But people don't get that. But it's very much so. God tells you something. He gives you a vision. You have to do what you're supposed to do. You have to do your part. Just like in any relationship, like it takes two people. You literally have to do your part. You can't just put it all on one person in order for it to work. And that's how our relationship with God is and should be. Um, And I think if a lot of us understood that, we would understand God more. And, you know, our relationships with God would be much better um, than they actually are now. Um, They wouldn't be broken or, you know, I guess the best word for it is, uh, what? They wouldn't be compromised. But anyway, so... You know, I'm like, oh, God told me this. I got the confidence, you know, but you can have all the confidence you want. But if you're not going to do your part, you know, you're not you're not you're not going to execute your uh, role in it. Then it's not going to work. It's not going to fall through. So that's literally what happened. So I did all this research. I, you know, looked up things. But where I messed up was. I was not, I prepared physically. I believe I did not prepare enough spiritually and mentally. So mentally, your mental is very important. It's very important. If your mental is not together, then you won't be able to do anything. You have to have a strong mind. You have to build yourself up, you know, just like we have to build ourselves up in the word of God and put it in our hearts and... Once it's in our hearts, then, you know, it'll come out of us naturally. So, you know, me mentally, I I did not prepare enough. I thought I was ready, but I wasn't. Um, Because basically what the devil does is he'll use anybody. He'll play with your mind and he'll test you to see if you are able to resist him. And, you know, it just so happened that I... um, my last appointment, I went to the doctor. And this is how the devil is. And this is how he used my doctor. He'll make it seem like, oh, you'll you'll give out like, okay, you'll give out your expectations for something. or And at first, you know, <clears throat> say like when you in sin, you know, you're like, oh, I'm going to just do this this is what I expect like I don't want it to go this way I'm gonna just do a little bit of this and you know I'm not gonna get too involved and you know the devil will make you feel like oh well everything's all good you know like oh it's cool nothing's going wrong but in at the beginning he'll tell you what you want to hear um give you everything you want but then towards the end before everything blows up before you like get to your final destination or before you um get to the point to where of um, almost like no return to where it's like you're um all the way on the edge and he shows his true colors he leaves you to die he literally makes you feel like oh I gave you everything you want. I'm giving you everything you wanted. This is going to make you feel good. Your flesh feel good. But then at the end, you feel empty. Um, it ends up almost destroying you. And it's not what you thought it was. 
um, from the beginning. It's not as fun as it was or fulfilling as you thought, you know, it was all, it was draining you. It basically ended up backfiring, blowing up in your face. Um, so basically <clears throat> my doctor was all, oh yeah, we're on the same page. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. I made it very clear what my expectations was and, you know, then when we got to the end of the birth, um, without my permission, she ended up sweeping my membranes without letting me know or even asking. And I did not speak up. I kind of felt in my spirit that something wasn't right, you know, that like, what is she doing? And, um, and this is when I was like literally 39 weeks. And, you know, I believe in letting the body naturally do what it does. I had, she had no reason to um, do that. You know, my child was going to come on his own, but she manipulated things. And that started like a few days later that started, uh, I started going into pre-labor and, you know, I'm a first time mom. This was the first time I've ever experienced this. I did all my research, but you know, I still had doubt in my mind. I wasn't sure when I should have I was home alone. My husband was at work. I wasn't sure when I was supposed to actually go to the doctor. Um, I thought that, you know, yeah, my water hadn't broke or anything. My membrane started coming out. But, you know, I wasn't really experiencing any contractions that were consistent. So, but, but because I was excited and because I was like, oh, you know, stuff is starting to happen. You know, I called my husband and he left and you know, we decided to go to the hospital. And one thing they'll tell you, most doctors will tell you or anybody that you should not, you shouldn't go to the doctor or shouldn't go to the hospital until you really literally feel like you're about to have your baby or your water has broken or to the point where you can't talk. Well, I got there and I have a high tolerance of pain. I got there and my body was going through contractions, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't that bad. Like I was able to talk and move around like normal and they thought it was strange. They were looking at me. So when they finally let me check in, they, um, my doctor was there. She told them to go ahead and let me check in because of course she already knew that that was going to happen because she swept my membrane. So she, she, she kind of was expecting me. So she told them to go ahead and check me in, even though the nurses and the whole staff was questioning like, okay, she's too calm. Like, so I found out that I'm four centimeters dilated, which is a lot. And normally they'll check you in, but they're like, you're so calm. And I'm just like, you know, it's my first time. I don't know how I'm supposed to act, but I understand that I have a high tolerance of pain. So I know that it probably has something to do with it. Well, they end up checking me in. And if you, if you don't know and you're not aware, and when you get to the hospital and you're expecting a child, they check you in and not send you home, which they should have done. You're on a time clock. So they're going to try their best to get that baby out on their watch. Or they're going to basically try to intervene and cause intervention to lure you into having the C-section. Whether it's unnecessary or not. It's convenient for them. It's about their convenience. They completely disregard you. So this is literally what happened to me. I literally hadn't been there 24 hours yet. And they were already, my doctor was already trying to 
get me into getting a C-section because she was tired um, and she was about to be off call. So she was being one selfish um, and she was very persistent in her asking. And I'm norm- I'm usually a very strong willed person. You cannot change my mind once it's made up. But that's the thing about the devil. He will continue to pick it, pick at you and be persistent, even though he might you might tell him no the first time he'll come back later and see if he can get you. So literally, that's what she was doing. I told her no three times. But, you know, with with my what the situation I was in, I was this is my I was the first time mom, first time being pregnant ever. So my body was going through all types of things. Um, I was in this hospital. I hate hospitals. Um, and I was aggravated because she was, you know, bothering me, trying to manipulate me into doing something I did not want to do. Um, and then I literally, finally, I started going into active labor. I got to eight centimeters and it started getting real. Like I, I started getting to the point where I couldn't talk and it was, you know, this baby's on the way. So I was literally almost there. I had fought and fought and told her no. And where I messed up was I literally gave up. I let her aggravate me and get into my mental so bad to the point where I was ready to go. I was aggravated. I just wanted to get out the hospital. I didn't care how they got the baby got here. I wanted out. So literally she got to me. You know, and that's how the devil is. He'll nitpick you. If you're not built up, if you're not built up enough spiritually, he will defeat you. And that's what happened to me. Literally, she defeated me because I wasn't mentally strong enough to stand my ground like I thought. And I ended up getting a C-section. And that was the worst thing to me that's ever happened to me in my life. I never had any surgery before. Pretty healthy. And yeah, that literally, that was a very, very challenging time for me. Um, The recovery and just my mental state afterwards, I felt defeated. um, And I was just overwhelmed with a lot of things, you know, so much stuff after that the devil threw so many things at me um to try to really mess me up and i feel like he was coming for my belief in god and just wanted me to literally just altogether backslide to the point where i was just like you know forget god and you know he left me but luckily it didn't work but it was a battle mentally and he was just throwing so much stuff at me i had so many challenges not only physically but you know um mentally spiritually um I was every he was using everybody that he could to try to bring me down but it didn't work but I think even though I didn't do my part and I dropped the ball with you know executing what God had told me that was going to happen he still used my mistake and he turned he used that mistake and that challenge to for my good by using it to give me a testimony and build me up through that challenging time. Um, so I got through it and I learned a lot from it. And I told myself the next time around that I wasn't going to allow anybody to manipulate me into doing something that I knew that God said I was supposed to have. 
So that situation really built me up more and it made me better. And it's like almost like I had to go through that in order for me to really understand um, how faith works and how when God tells you something, you have to, you know, have faith and really believe in what he said and stand on what he said. And, you know, whoever comes against that, you know, you fight them no matter what. So I was like, you know, God, I'm going to this next time around, I'm going to have a vaginal birth. I know that I can do it. I know what you said that I could do it. And, you know, you made my body and, you know, this is how I'm supposed to have this baby. So that's what's going to happen. So literally a year later, I'm pregnant again. And I began to prepare myself and study more. Not only about birth, but getting in the Bible more and building myself up on the word and, you know, fasting and praying and stuff. And just doing my research, I ended up wanting to get a doula. Then the pandemic hit and, (laughs) you know... They were doing all these restrictions and I was like, oh, well, I don't want to have a doula and then not able not be able to have them with me during my birth. Like that's a waste of time because that's when I need them. I need another advocate. You know, I need somebody to help me throughout the process, not only like up like throughout my pregnancy, but while I'm there, I need that, you know, extra um, push. I need that extra voice in my head to, to, to push me in, to keep me, you know, on the path that I'm trying to go on. So y'all, I I just, God is good. You know, he will do exactly what you ask. And he said, even above your expectation, you know, I prayed about it and I let it go. And I began to ready myself in the way that I needed to. And God exceeded my expectations. And I just, you know, I, I'm just grateful for him being and doing exactly what he said he would do, but I had to have faith and I had to believe it. And I had to put in action what I was supposed to do in order for it to be done. And I had to stand my ground. So I ended up finding a doctor who was, uh, uh, the, he's known as the King of VBAC. So VBAC is a vaginal birth after a cesarean. So I literally, and it's hard to find uh, those type of doctors, especially where I am in the greater Atlanta area, because a lot of doctors, they, they're lazy. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. And it's more convenient and they get more money to get you to have a cesarean. So a lot of doctors like, oh, the risk, which is really not a risk. The risk is higher having a cesarean versus a repeat cesarean versus having a vaginal birth after a cesarean every time you get cut you're literally like putting yourself at higher risk for something to happen to bleed out or anything so they want you but they try to tell you know women that that's not the case but we have to do our research and we have to seek god and pray and stand on what god told us instead of the doctors because at the end of the day the doctors literally did not create our bodies god did so yeah so this time around, I just decided that, you know, whatever, no matter what they say, because they will try to manipulate you and scare you, use scare tactics. But you have to literally 
stand on what God told you. So that's literally what I did this time. And, you know, my doctor was awesome, you know, but towards the end, once again, he started talking strange as if, you know, he at first he was like, oh, you know, I don't want to manipulate anything. I want you to go into birth naturally. You know, I want you to go into labor naturally. So I was like, okay, good. We're on the same page. This was like when I was like 37 weeks, no, 36 weeks. So the next following week, so we're getting closer to um, me delivering this baby. He starts talking crazy and it starts changing up. Like he says, oh, well, you know, we're, we're probably going to induce at 40 weeks. And I'm just like, wait a minute. Now I'm now I'm now like 38 weeks and I'm like, well, 37 weeks. I'm sorry. And I'm like, no, like, wait a minute. I thought we said we weren't going to do that. So in my mind, I'm like, I'm not going to argue with him. I am going to do what I said I was going to do because he's not going to induce me. I don't care what he says. Um, This is my body. (laughs) And, you know, I hired you. So you're supposed to do what I said. I'm not at high risk or anything. So don't induce me if I don't want you to induce me and inducing is very uncomfortable I remember it being very uncomfortable when she swept my membranes the last time when I finally figured out that's what she was doing and I was like I'm not going through that again you know it's unnecessary so y'all I was like if he thinks he's about to sweep my membranes he has another thing coming because I won't show up for my last appointment I don't have to so, y'all, um, I ended up getting a doula. Uh, I found out uh, that literally a month before or less than a month before uh, my due date that they started opening up restrictions at that hospital. And he was like, yeah, so now you can have a doula. And I'm just like, wow, you know, in my mind, I'm like, that's great. But Lord, how am I going to find a doula in such short notice? You know, but y'all, Jesus worked it out because if I would have kept that doubt in my mind, like it's impossible and not actually do the research and look, I would have never been able to get a doula. And I feel like, and no, I believe within my heart of hearts that my output would have been different. Y'all, I ended up finding a doula. Jesus was like, go ahead and look, look, just look. So I looked and I searched and I emailed two different doulas. And, you know, I was like, I'll just see what happened. Me thinking that, oh, they probably, the chances of them be getting back to me were very slim because it was such short notice. Y'all, one of the doulas, which when I read about her, read her page, I really loved the fact that she was a believer and she believed in the same thing as I did. She believed in Jesus Christ and she implemented that into her business. You know, she would pray with you throughout your uh, pregnancy, your labor and everything. And she had very great reviews. So I really wanted to get an answer back from her and I ended up getting an answer back from her and you know, we ended up meeting and doing a, a, a interview and, and, you know, she came to our home and spoke with me and my husband and instantly, y'all, we clicked and my husband loved her. My child loved her like and the children, you know, people, I don't know. Well, I, I feel like a lot of people don't take it seriously, but children can see spirits. They can literally 
detect bad spirits and people. And Elijah, my son, literally loved her. Like, he loved her. Um, he was comfortable with her and everything. And that was very important to me. Um, and my husband loved her. We loved her right away. So, you know, we thought about it and reflected on it. And we knew instantly, this is this is her. This is it. So we once again stepped out on faith and we chose her and we went right into it. Had our prenatal and literally, y'all, I literally had one prenatal because we had to get the ball rolling soon because my due date was coming. So we had my prenatal and now I got my one prenatal. And literally after that, I my my child was due on June the 2nd and I ended up going into labor a week before that, which I you couldn't tell me that that was going to happen. I thought my baby was going to come when she was supposed to come like either that week or that day or later that week. But my baby decided to come a week early. Literally 38 weeks and six days early. Which she technically wasn't early. She was still full term, but she was early to me because I just thought she was going to wait. But y'all, she came when God wanted her to come. He already had a plan and it worked out. Um, and I was able to get my doula to come over and literally having her here, it helped. I was in labor for six hours straight. And um, I was in active labor for that long. My contractions were persistent from the time I woke up that morning and was like, wait a minute, you know, these aren't Braxton, Braxton Hicks. These are contractions because they were like back to back to back. So I went into labor quickly. And that was one of my prayers that I would have a quick smooth supernatural labor y'all but I did not expect for it to happen the way that it did you know I went into labor super fast and I stayed home and labored because that's what I was supposed to do I did not want I kept that in my mind and I did not want them to try to intervene because I knew if I went to the hospital too soon that they would try to manipulate me again and try to put the baby on their timing and I was like no God I'm gonna stick it out and endure this pain until you tell me that it's time and then I feel that in my body that it was time and y'all when I tell you I waited and my doula said the same thing she said don't go to the hospital until you're ready until you know and y'all I am grateful for having her here to remind me that because I probably would have allowed the doctors to get me to get there too soon and I didn't want to stay in the hospital too long to labor I wanted to be in and out as quick as possible so I stayed in labor for six hours, five to six hours. And finally, you know, my water didn't break, but my membranes were coming down. And I was like, I knew it was time. When I knew it was time and God told me it was time, I said, let's go. At 10, we left my apartment. My doula ended up driving me to the emergency room. Because my husband could not, because we had to, he had to stay behind because my child didn't, my parents weren't here yet. We had to, he had to wait for my parents to get there so they could get my child. So he ended up staying behind waiting for them to come because everything was happening so fast. They were three hours away. So we knew they weren't going to get there in time. And the baby was not, listen, how childbirth, wait, I mean, works that those children are going to come suddenly, just like God says in the Bible about 
<laughs> unexpectedly though she came unexpectedly she came on her timing and if you're not ready and you know how he says you don't keep your oil in your lamps you will be caught off guard <clears throat> i was caught off guard but not to a certain I, I didn't expect her to come but i was technically not caught off guard like <clears throat> in terms of what the bible was saying because i literally was prepping up for it and i was ready for it and i knew that it was time versus not knowing that it was time um so we left and we went and i literally thought and my doula thought we were gonna end up having that baby in the car because like to her i still was somewhat calm but i knew that baby was getting ready to come so i was just doing the techniques the breathing techniques that she taught me which literally saved me because that really helps you cope with the pain because I was in so much pain because those contractions were very strong. So for me to stay home and labor for six hours straight, that was God almighty. And that was the good, good old high tolerance for pain that he gave me. <laughs> but I had to endure through that because I could have easily gave up and I didn't. And I just thank God that I didn't. And literally, y'all, uh, we got there at 11 o'clock. 11 15 ish everybody was like oh you're doing so well you're calm to say you're in active labor yeah i had my baby at 11 51 so i literally wasn't in the hospital very long um i was checking in and everything y'all and it was heightening up and i knew that baby was coming and it's crazy uh that that's gonna be my last time having a baby in the hospital <laughs> i just spoke that in the atmosphere then and i'm gonna continue to speak it Hospitals aren't going to be for me anymore because they are looking at you. If you're not coming in there screaming and hollering at the top of your lungs, they're not going to believe that you're in labor. But y'all, I was in labor. I have a high tolerance of pain. I cannot help that I was blessed with that. But I knew that baby was coming and I was literally going in finally to put on my gown and they were going to die. They were going to check my dilation. Y'all, that baby, I was 10 centimeters dilated when I got to the hospital. I literally was taking off my clothes or trying to, and I kept telling her, like, I'm my water's about to break, ma'am. And she was like, well, I need you to get on the, like, ma'am, my water's about to break. I can't get up on this. And my water broke, y'all. My water broke. And I had on the maternity underwear. So when my water broke, she didn't believe me because it didn't come out. So I slid those out because they were really good maternity underwear. So I, and then she saw the water splash on the ground and that's when, cause they were moving very slow because they just thought, because it didn't look like what they thought. And that's another thing, just because it didn't look, it doesn't look like what you think it should, doesn't mean that it's not time and it was time. So, so my water broke and that's when everything just fast tracked. When you, when your water breaks, that baby's coming. So everybody was like moving fast and y'all literally they got me into the room and I had my clothes on still. <laughs> I delivered my baby with my regular clothes on and I pushed naturally. I, that was also my prayer naturally because I don't really believe in medicine and all that stuff. Like I want I don't. Yeah, I don't like medicine. I believe in natural, um, naturally doing things and, you know natural remedies y'all i pushed four times about four times and that baby was out i <laughs> that baby was out i didn't even feel her come out i 
was everything happened so fast and I was just like God you did it you said that you would do it and you did it I was so grateful oh I was so grateful y'all it was nobody but him he said that he was gonna give me a testimony from for what I had to endure the first time around and he did that and I'm just I'm so grateful because I know that God is not going to lie to you. His word is not going to return to you void. He's going to do just what he said he would do. And I am grateful. And, you know, I you can't make me doubt God. And I know for some people, you know, they're like, oh, it's not that serious. No, it is that serious. Because God is real. And... No matter how things look, no matter what anybody says, God is going to do exactly what he says he's going to do. But we just have to have faith and believe. So I just know that I had to tell that testimony because that can help anybody else in any situation that they might be in. Even if they're in the same situation as me, if they ended up, you know, having a vaginal birth and, you know, I mean, they ended up having a cesarean the first time around but they really desired in their heart a vaginal birth you know don't fret because god can make a way out of no way and sometimes he has to take us through the fire in order for us to be built up and ready for war so i just hope that that encouraged somebody um if there are any first-time moms out there, you know, don't be discouraged. If you just so happen to end up having a cesarean the first time around, if you plan on having more children, hey, don't think that it's not possible. You can get what you wanted, and you just have to believe and have faith in God and just do your part, and God will see you through, and you'll come out praising him and thanking him and being so much more appreciative of of him that time around so thanks for listening you guys y'all be blessed